Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to an off-season episode of The Fumble. This is nice, this is a novelty, this is something we've never done before and maybe uh, it's a good thing, maybe it's a sign of things to come. Vernon Kay and Darren Fletcher with you as always on the number one podcast called The Fumble on every (laughs) different platform that you can get your podcast from. So Darren, these are difficult times globally. Last time we uh, we had a good chat, we were sat high up in uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, enjoying the Kansas City victory against the San Francisco 49ers. And then since then, the world has imploded with COVID-19. First of all, is everyone safe in the Fletcher household? Yes, I I can report, Vernon, that everyone is safe here. And I hope that everyone is safe who's listening to the podcast or has family listening to the podcast, etc., etc. You guys are okay as well, I presume? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We're we're, we're preparing for... uh, I guess it's lockdown. We're recording this on Thursday evening. Uh, all three of us, myself, uh, you, Darren, and Simon Cross, our esteemed producer, we were just kicking back thinking, look, there's so much going on in the football world. Let's turn our attention away from the news and uh, get some football done. So there's lots going on, Darren. Uh, but yeah, we're all right. We've got Lou Roll, which seems to be uh, paper gold at the moment. Everyone's fighting over toilet roll. I saw a lady in our local supermarket put a full tray of broccoli into her shopping trolley. I was disgusted. I'm like, I said to her, I said, what are you going to do with all that broccoli? Because I had a date in four days. I'm going to eat it. You're going to eat broccoli, all that broccoli in four days. Yeah, it's none of your business. I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm just wondering what you're going to do with all that broccoli. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a fair point. And I'll tell you what, we, we've kind of been the victim of that at this end as well. Not through kind of any any desire to panic buy because we're, we're kind of really against that. We realise that everybody's got to be fair at this time. But whenever Lauren goes to buy a certain type of bread, Sainsbury's seeded brown loaf, she just automatically buys four at a time and we freeze it. And then we go back when we've finished it, we buy four more. Well, she got stopped and, and they said you can only have three. So she said, oh, that's fine. I, j- I just automatically buy four because I normally buy four. And she put one back. But I thought that was good because they are actually that therefore starting to regulate in certain cases, and it seems like we're going to have to do that to make sure that we've got enough to go around of various things that are far more important than than bread. But it is a good sign if the supermarkets are going to start doing that, that it will give everyone the opportunity to get what they need. I'd also say as well, we do apologise if the standard of the quality of the recording is not quite what it normally is tonight. One or two issues with your line. My line's not the best on occasions either, but because we're doing it from home and you're at home and Simon's at home, Etc. Etc. We're not quite in the same position as we usually are to get the same standard of of sound that we'd normally get. So bear with us. That's kind of beyond our control at this stage. Uh, I'm recording this, Darren, from the Buckinghamshire Militia Bunker, right, uh, which is situated just northwest of Heathrow Airport. I can't give any more details as to the exact location. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know. I mean, the militia are quite tight on that. But we're preparing for the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> it's on its way. 
Uh, we're strapped ourselves in. We're locked and loaded. And uh, all you can do is spend time, close time, with your with your friends and your family. I'm not saying bring everyone round to your house, but those people that are, are close to you, your, your loved ones, your dear ones, it's just time to kind of get get together. We're treating it a little bit like Christmas time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. We've got food in the cupboards. Let's just play loads of Uno and uh, contemplate homeschooling the kids, pretty much. I don't want to get really deep on this because we're not deep guys in that regard. But I I would just like to say, and a lot of people I've spoken to feel the same. I do hope after this, and, you know, there will be an after coronavirus. So, you know, we are going to get out the other side and we're going to be okay. Might take a while, but we're going to be fine. I just hope that we, as as a as a world, that we just press reset a little bit and we start to realise what's important again, and we start to do things like we're being forced to do now, which is spend a bit more time with the nearest and dearest, and be a little bit more conscientious of people that might need some help and people who are less fortunate than we are. I just hope we get better as a world at the end of all this. That we just press reset a little bit, and when we come out the other side we do manage to find some positives from what's been a really negative and difficult situation for so many people. Um, yeah, as I say, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really a deep kind of guy, but I do really hope that that's one of the things, that one of the legacies of coronavirus and what we're all going through, I hope that can be uh, something that we can take from it and say, well, it improved the way we live to a certain extent by doing things like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, look at the impact that it's had on the Venice canals. Dolphins are back in the Venice canals. The canals are clearer. Uh, air pollution is down substantially so you know maybe it's it's us being taught a lesson by uh, a higher power shall we say who knows anyway Darren uh, yeah all the best to you and the missus and the kids as well so let's talk football shall we yes let's talk football now we've got lots to cover because lots has happened since we were in Miami at the Super Bowl and I'm going to go feet first it's a big challenge to talk about you know who Mr. Tom Brady. Yes. He was or he wasn't going to stay at the Patriots. People weren't deciding straight after this season. The Kraft family and the Patriots didn't know what they wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, Tom Brady has found himself at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, at (laughs) first, I thought to myself, why would Tom Brady, who said that he's 45, want to go and play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? All right, they've won a Super Bowl in the past, but they seem to be a team who are constantly, constantly finding the keys to unlock a regular place in the playoffs. Darren, give me your opinion, because I know you'll have analysed this no end. Do you know, I'm I'm not going to claim any kind of knowledge of this at all, because I was as in the dark as anyone. I couldn't work out what he was going to do. I would have been... I wouldn't have been shocked either way, and I would have been surprised whatever. It was kind of one of those things where I'm listening to a load of people now in the US in particular, all claiming they knew right from the start exactly what he was going to do. And nobody did, because I don't really think he did until really recently. And I think there's a bit of this on both sides here. I think that the New England Patriots, it seems to me, have made as much of a decision to go forward without Tom Brady as Tom Brady has made the decision to go forward and play without Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. I think this is kind of a bit of both. And the reason why I say that is that if you look at the financial implications for New England, a lot was made about how much money they'd have to pay Tom Brady to keep him. But even by allowing him to go, he still counts $13 million this coming NFL year against the Patriots' salary cap. So they're paying Brady $13 million and he's not even going to be there. Now, if they go and sign Andy Dalton, for argument's sake, or Cam Newton, or whoever it is to play that position, and not Jared Stidham, who's there at the moment, that's going to cost them another $20 million against the cap. So to all intents and purposes, if they went down that route, they're going to be paying the kind of money combined that they would have paid Brady to keep him there. So I think there's a bit of a business decision made on the Patriots' side of things, that this might be a good time to start again. If you think back to last season, Jarrett Stidham played really well in the preseason and the New England coaches spoke really highly of him all the way through the season. Now, they might feel that they've got a player there, the young man, fourth round pick from Auburn, 
who can be the player that can lead them forward. And that they, it seems like they're prepared to give him that chance. I think this was a deal that New England could have done if they would have wanted to do because they could have paid Brady the money. So I think from their side of things, Belichick would have been happy to take Brady back. But he wanted Brady back on a salary that was happy for them, that he was happy with. Mm. From Brady's standpoint, when he didn't get that, I think he kind of got to the stage of his life where he thinks, I've given so much to New England, both physically, mentally, on the field, off the field, but also financially too, that I've not been the highest paid QB in the league. And I should have been because I'm the best that's ever played. And I yeah. want to go somewhere where I can feel like everything revolves around me. Because Belichick's a hard guy to play for. Even if you're Tom Brady, you're just one of the pack. So he might want to go somewhere now and play for Bruce Arians where he feels like he's going to be treated the way that he should be treated because he's Tom Brady. So I think, there's a, there's, I think there, there was a, a willingness on both sides to discuss it. But I think when they kind of sat down and worked it out, there was a willingness on both sides to go in separate directions. I think it's a huge move for Tampa Bay. They were seven and nine last season. They lost six games by seven points or less, predominantly on turnovers by Jameis Winston, which you won't get from Tom Brady. So automatically, they become a serious contender in the NFC. So I think it's a great move for them. And at some stage, New England had to press reset. And they've decided this is the time. I think it's a great move for the Buffalo Bills because I think it makes them favourites to win the East next year with, with Stefan Diggs joining them and Josh Allen and the way they progressed this year. So I think it's a move that has a lot of implications around the league. But I think when you kind of boil it down, it's not far off a mutually parting of ways that I think ultimately might well be beneficial to both parties. I 100% agree. And I like the way that you, you mentioned Bruce Arians there because he is a coach who he's got a, he's got a, a great history of football knowledge. You know, he's, uh, he's done exceptionally well. I thought he did really well at Cardinals, but he had to move on as well. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Jameis Winston. Like you say, he's, he's prone to many, many a turnover and he's not really clicked in that system, I don't think. And, and look at the receiving core that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have got. Mike Evans and Tom Brady, that could be absolute gold. Gold. Well, let's not forget, Tom Brady's knees are knackered. Absolutely shot. He's going to need one heck of an offensive line. Do you think they're up to it, Darren? Well, I think they might be, because one thing Bruce Arians won't ask him to do is move. Yeah. He'll ask him to drop back in the pocket and throw the ball down the field. And he, he had tremendous success, didn't he, with Kurt Warner, Tremendous success with Carson Palmer. He knows how to win with a veteran quarterback, and that's what he's got here in Tom Brady. You yeah. mentioned Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin as well, who went over 1,000 yards last year. We yeah. know that Brady loves to throw to the tight end. They've got two good ones in Cameron Bray, no Jay Howard. So he's got big targets down the field as well that he's certainly going to use in the red zone. They've got a running game that is efficient. And Ronald Jones showed one or two signs last season that he was maybe coming to the fore. And from an offensive line standpoint, they're not too bad. You look at them defensively, they were pretty much a top 10 defense last year under Todd Bowles. They've managed to retain Shaq Barrett. They've got Devon White, the, the linebacker that they like an awful lot. So they've got pieces on that side of the ball. And of course, they will just feel now, Vern, that if they can be um, in games like they were last season, they're probably not going to get the game deciding turnover from Jameis Winston, which they were getting last year, which meant they were seven and nine and not potentially. 12-4 and four or something like that. Straight away, it becomes a shootout in that division between Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They're going to play each other twice this year. <laughs> Brady also plays Rodgers because Tampa Bay played Green Bay. He's yeah. also got to go and play against the Rams. So there are some fantastic matchups that we're going to see with Brady this year. Um, and I tell you, the big winners over there as well, as far as the US is concerned, are Fox. Because for so many years, CBS was showing the AFC games and they were showing New England a lot. And they were showing Brady all the time and the figures were high. Now, all of a sudden, he switches to the NFC. It's, it's, it's Aikman and it's, it's Buck and it's Fox. And all of a sudden, the NFC is Tom Brady's conference. And from their standpoint, they're expecting a spike in the figures with regards to their viewers. So a lot of people are benefiting by the fact that Brady's decided to change conference. So this is... This is fascinating. It really is. How exciting is it already that we're talking about these matchups? We're talking about the greats of the game. We're talking about players who've really put a foot down on the NFL, made an impact, broken lots of records, and in their latter years, 
the excitement continues because we're going to see, like you said, the likes of Breeze versus Brady, Brady versus Aaron Rodgers going up against each other in some proper quality matches. And when you broke down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there, I thought, you know what? They've got a chance of making the playoffs. They really have. Because Tom Brady, have you? did you see the Facebook uh, documentary with Tom Brady? No. You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it, Darren. Uh, Tom versus Time, it's called. Okay. It's unbelievable. And all he talks about, well, the main thread of the, the doc is him obsessed by winning and everything it takes to be victorious in the NFL and in life. And I think this challenge, he's not going to go, oh, you know what, Tampa Bay, it is what it is. He's going to go, Tampa Bay, let's make a massive difference to this football team. And it's going to be exciting. Now, there's one thing I've got to ask you, Darren, and it's something that a lot of American football fans get really confused about. And that's, uh, you mentioned the salary cap. Just explain yes. to us what goes on with the salary cap. What does it mean and what, how, does it imp how is it implemented and how does it impact the players and train? Well, basically, every team in the NFL is only allowed to spend a certain amount. There's a maximum in the salary cap and there's a minimum in the salary cap. And it's designed to keep the league competitive. They call it competitive balance. So let's say, for argument's sake, the maximum you can spend is $100 million and the minimum you can spend is $50 million. Every team in the NFL has to fall within that, those parameters. Some franchises are criticised because they're scraping the barrel and are only just paying above the minimum. Then you've got the bigger teams. Jerry Jones would happily blow the salary cap away. He'd pay everybody what they want and he'd win the Super Bowl every year. That would be Jerry Jones' motto if he, if he could do it. Hmm. But this is designed to make sure that everybody's got a fair chance every year to, to a large extent. So if you want to pay your quarterback 35 to $40 million, that means that somewhere else on the roster, you've got to lose some players. So you can't have a team of superstars. So the situation in Green Bay is that they gave Aaron Rodgers the new contract. He became the highest paid player in the league. And then they've got to work out what they want to spend the rest of the salary cap on that they've got left. If, and it happens a lot, you can find a rookie quarterback. And of course, the rookie deals are significantly lower than the veteran deals. They changed the way that rookie contracts are given, right? So yes. when I came out of college, it was basically you just threw money at the guy on the performances that he put in in college. Uh, but they changed that because they realized that the majority of college players who come out are actually not that good once they've bedded themselves in the NFL, right? They got a situation where the number one pick in the, in the draft, if it was a quarterback, overnight became the highest paid player in the league without throwing a pass. And the veterans, yeah. through the NFL Players Association, said, well, this can't be right. You know, we've got Joe Montana stood there and the fellow that's never thrown a pass and he's the first overall pick. He's earning more money than he is. He can't work like that. You know, the first overall pick. Joe Burrow this year shouldn't earn more money than Aaron Rodgers. So they... they kind of worked out that it was arse about tit, which is probably the best way to describe it. So, <laughs> so basically, the way it works, once you, a big advantage to Seattle. A lot of people looked at Seattle for a number of years and they were super talented and they got a big-time performer in every position and they could pay them all because Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. The dynamic changes for a team like Seattle when they've got to pay Russell Wilson the big contract. So the situation with the salary cap is that you've got to make sure that you have enough players of a certain ability within the parameters that you decide to set financially, of which you cannot break because ultimately that number is set by the league. So all of a sudden, the, the, the Patriots will still... When, you, when, when a player leaves you, you can often find a situation where you still... Some of that player's salary counts against your cap for another 12 months or, or in, in certain cases longer. That's why the Patriots still owe $13 million to Brady this year, despite the fact that he's gone. There was a situation last year when um, Houston traded Genevieve Clowney to Seattle. And at that stage, they were effectively paying Genevieve Clowney to play for a different team. So it's quite a complicated process, but it is designed ultimately to make sure that the biggest team in the league don't just sign all the best players and win the Super Bowl every year. So that, that's basically how it works. And on paper, it works, right? Because yeah. we, we, we don't see, you know, we, we don't have a, a Real Madrid in the NFL. We don't have a club like Chelsea in the early 2000s where they were just getting the best players and winning stuff. And that's why it's implicated and, and that's why it's put in. And also, 
that's why Saracens in uh, in the Aviva Championship, that's why Saracens have got themselves into trouble because they were trying to bend the rules around the salary cap. Yes, and, and the perfect illustration of how the salary cap can become a problem quickly are the Rams. So the Rams ended up signing Jared Goff to a big contract and Todd Gurley to a big contract and they traded for Brandon Cooks who was on a decent contract uh, and they got various defensive players on good contracts. They get to a certain point where they can't afford to play pay all of them. They then traded for the, the cornerback from Jacksonville, Ramsey, and they yeah. had to, they've got to pay him. So now you're seeing a situation where they're trying to trade Brandon Cooks as, as we speak. They're trying to trade Todd Gurley as we speak. You know, they've lost other players to free agency because they simply can't afford to, to pay them anymore. So the salary cap, to all intents and purposes, has caught up with the Rams. So they've got to try and dig their way out of it. And another good illustration of that, Vernon, is the last Baltimore Ravens team to win a Super Bowl, the last team for Ray Lewis. That team was essentially disbanded straight after the Super Bowl because they'd hit the ceiling of the salary cap and they've got to let everybody go and essentially start again. So it, it, sometimes it can be good, but it, it can cause a problem very, very quickly to a franchise if they don't get it right, they don't manage it properly. Yeah, it's interesting now that you mentioned the Ravens because when you watch back America's game and you think, oh my gosh, where are they? Where are they? Everyone just vanished. Vanished overnight. Absolutely <laughs> vanished overnight. But they were lucky because they got a great general manager in Ozzie Newsom who could go back into the draft and essentially restock them very quickly. But if you're not very good at doing that, it can take you years and years and years if you get a bad cap situation to actually come back again. Yeah. <laughs> the heroes of yesterday. The heroes yes. of yesterday. And that's why, that's why you know... Um, it's very rare, I mean, saying this, if you look at what's going on at the moment, but it is very rare that you see star players move around the league. I mean, Jadavion Clowney, he's had more moves than Pickford's, which is <laughs> really rare in the NFL, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit more prevalent now than it was, but it, mm. you, you still try and hold on to that franchise player. Yeah, and then for, and for then as long as you can. Through, Aaron, you, you were guaranteed... Good money, you'd put good money down that they would end up at the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where that's where they all went. Last hurrah, get to the Raiders. Yeah, no need to win, but they pay well and it's warm. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 it's a great scenario. It's like the retirement home for the NFL. Exactly. Here's, the, here's, here's the key question, Vern. I'm going to put this one right. This, this this is the most pertinent question I think around this entire Tom Brady situation, and I've listened to a lot of questions this week about it. And the key question to you, Vernon Kate, is this. Despite your obvious love for the great man, for Tom Brady, yeah. greatest of all time in your opinion, and many other people's too, yeah. could you bring yourself to wear that garish Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey with 12 and Brady on it? Because it's an awful uniform, let's be honest. It, it is an awful uniform. It is an awful uniform. However... It's not as bad as the iconic orange peach coloured uniform that they wore when the <laughs> franchise first started. But I do. I like thought that was better. I like that more. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> just going to say. I think if they brought that back, yeah, that kind of retro vibe. I like that. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. And to win in that colour, that'd be unbelievable. It really would. Because you know that that's going to become the highest selling shirt in the entire league now. It's going to blow Mahomes and the Chiefs jersey out of the water. That's one. going to become the one that everybody wants to get their hands on. And nobody, bar, barring ardent Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, will even think about buying their jersey unless it's got 12 and Brady written on it. I totally agree. But the, the Buccaneers have, have tried so many times to get their uniform right. You know, little tweaks here and there. I, I, just, uh, I just, actually, funnily enough, when I was, I was uh, one of the team mascots for the Buccaneers versus the Patriots when they came to London, and I wore, a, I think it was a Rondé Barber jersey. I'm not one of the Barber brothers, I think it was. And <laughs> right. I'm like, this is hideous. Yeah. This is absolutely hideous. It was shocking. And then they tweaked it again when they went from Reebok to Nike. And then I think they tweaked it either last year or the year before. So they're constantly trying to get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform right. And they, for some reason, they just can't do it. And it's like the, the, the Rams, they're moving into their new stadium. They've dropped hints of what their new uniform is going to look like and it's absolutely obscene it's ridiculous yeah what, what i'd say here is that there's a really easy way to solve this problem though you know tom brady clearly knows his clobber 
But Mrs. Brady knows Cobber better than Tom Brady and anybody associated with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so let Giselle design the uniform that Tom can wear, that everybody can buy, and that everybody's going to be happy. It seems yeah. straightforward to me. Well, when we see the, the owners, uh, who also own Manchester United, when we see family members uh, of the franchise sat in the stands at Manchester United, they're not, not the more stylish, Darren. <laughs> no, well... No, I, I, I would go with that. They, no. they don't really stand out. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Right, on the Brady thing. So, it's really early and it's far too early for any kind of prediction for next season because we've not even seen the draft yet. But based on what's just happened, how many wins for Tampa Bay next season and how many wins for the New England Patriots next season? Oh, listen, I would be disappointed if Tom Brady and his first season with the Buccaneers doesn't have a 500 record. Really? Or above, yeah. Mate, 12 wins. 12 wins for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think, 12 yeah. wins, 12 and four. 12 wins minimum for Tampa Bay. Yeah, 12 and four. I would, I would take that on toast with two cups of tea and uh, lots of sugar. That, what, about, what about the Patriots without Brady? Oh, if they take Cam Newton, I think they'll, I think they'll go. I think they'll have seven wins. Do you know? I think seven too, seven yeah. or eight, right on the yeah. border. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the, there's talk of Miami looking at uh, Tua from Alabama. Yeah, they've offered him an invite. Uh, the Bills are going to be a force. To be reckoned with, I, I really believe that now because I think they've. I think their last season they they put in some stunning performances against big big teams, and I thought I think they're ready this year to make an impact to have a proper playoff run. Uh, and it's going to be tough for New England. It really has. We we know that when players like Tom Brady leave, the leader, the natural leader, a guy who you know doesn't sit in the corner, but a guy that goes and speaks to every member in the locker room who really spreads out his theories on victory and his, his mantra. I think when someone like that leaves a club, it's going to be difficult. I mean, God only knows what Julian Edelman's thinking. Yeah, well, well I, I think he's thinking, thank you, just for getting the opportunity to catch passes from Brady well, for all probably, this time. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this one as well, right? So, how will history remember this transaction? So, let me set the scene. So, Brady goes to Tampa Bay. And he, he makes the kind of impact on that franchise that Peyton Manning had on Denver. And by that, I mean, he, he leads them into the playoffs, potentially takes them to the Super Bowl, and he wins one with Tampa Bay. OK? And, yeah. and Brady then gets the credit for that, the way that Manning got it in Denver. I know he didn't play well in that season, but he totally changed the Denver Broncos culture for John Elway when he was there. Absolutely. And even though, he, even though he'd shot it by Super Bowl 50, that was Peyton Manning's team. Now, yeah. So he does that, right? And yeah. then the flip side of that is that the New England Patriots do exactly what we've just said they're going to do, which is win seven games or eight games. And then next year, it doesn't get a whole lot better either because there's no Tom Brady riding you know, over the horizon in the, in the shining armour on the white steed. And then the year after that, they maybe win 10, but they don't get anywhere near a Super Bowl again. How does history then remember Brady and Belichick? Does it take Belichick's legacy if Brady goes to Tampa Bay and does really well and he ends up with a relatively middling team in New England? No, no, no. I don't. I, no, not at all. No? No, no, no. Not at all. 20 years that relationship has been successful. 20 years. Is it nine visits to the Super Bowl? Yep. 41 or 42 playoff victories for Tom Brady. Unprecedented yep. numbers. Absolutely obscene. Yeah. Bill Belichick's got more rings than Tiffany's. Right. The man is but, an absolute icon of the game. And I know okay. what you think that relationship. But if Brady leaves Belichick on his own and they don't find a quarterback to take the mantle, to carry, to ride the steed into the sunset, would it tarnish Bill Belichick's career? No, I think he's done too much, Darren. I honestly think he's done too much for But he would have done all of it with Tom Brady. Yeah. So so when he was in, when he was at Cleveland, well, he could he didn't win. Yeah, we could say if Brady doesn't kick off well, right. Tampa Bay, yeah, right. it's because of Bill Belichick. 
there you go. So that that's that's the question. How does it affect the heat? I think it's fascinating because we've all, we've all we've always kind of said. I think they'd both like to win one without the other. You know, Belichick would like a Super Bowl as head coach without Brady, and Brady would like a a Super Bowl as a QB without Belichick. Well, we're going to get the opportunity to see it now, and I, and I just wonder the way history is going to remember the two of them, depending on how it goes. I think it's I think it's fascinating. The ideal scenario is that it's Tampa Bay against New England in the Super oh. Bowl next February in, uh, in, in, in Tampa, Tampa, in yeah. Tampa, Brady v. Belichick and tickets all sell for about a million dollars each. So, oh. yeah. Well, here's the one. Here's, let me ask you this then, okay? We're talking about legacies. We're talking about what people have achieved in the game so far. Philip Rivers has spent, I think it's 17 years, is it? 14 or 17 years seem to be flying around my noggin at the moment. He spent all that time at the Chargers and he's moved to Indianapolis. And everyone was initially thought that Brady would go to Indianapolis because they've got all the essentials in place. They've got good players in place, got a good head coach now, great stadium, great fan base. Is this now the moment in time where Philip Rivers has to make a statement? Vernon, 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 stop. <laughs> we have breaking news. No, go on. Yes. So it's 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 7.46 yeah. on Thursday night. Yeah. And Adam Schefter, one yeah. minute ago, yeah. has tweeted this. And I read, Rams are releasing running back Todd Gurley per source. Cutting him today spares the Rams from having to pay him an additional $10.5 million due today. Rams spent weeks exploring a trade for him. Now Gurley will be free to sign with any team. Wow. Todd Gurley cut by the Rams as we broadcast. Ouch. Yeah. There's confirmation that everything that Sean McVeigh said last season about Gurley's health, that he's fine, nothing wrong with him. Clearly there is because they've signed him to the big contract. Didn't play him a great deal last year. He's a workhorse back when he's healthy. He needs touches on the ball, whether it's catching the ball out the backfield or running with it, whatever it is. Didn't play a great deal. There's the evidence that Tom Gurley may essentially be a busted flush health-wise. What's going to happen to him now? Oh, wow. Well, that's insane, Darren, because it, it, it's perfect timing after the conversations we just had about the, the salary cap and how it works and exactly what you were saying in that the Rams went all in for that appearance in Atlanta against the Patriots. You yeah. know, they built a team, they get Jared, Jared Goff the contract, Gurley got the contract, and then just to cut ties, they cut the guy from the team. I mean, it, it, as, as, as much as we love this sport from a fan's perspective, okay, when you're in it, when you're in the engine, when you're grinding the cogs, the mentality of the NFL is it's a business. These are business decisions. The NFL is run like any big blue chip company. It's a business. And that is probably the biggest business decision of the offseason so far. I think, personally, this is bigger than Brady going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because Why? Why? Because we, we, we saw the inevitability in that. Yeah. And also, all the crap that they were flying around last year, the Rams, about Todd Gurley not being injured. Exactly. If Todd Gurley wasn't injured. If that hamstring that he suffered at Georgia uh, isn't having an effect on his career now, or he wasn't running properly, then you'd keep him. If he was running properly, you'd keep him. You would keep Todd Gurley because not last season, the season before, he was absolutely flying. So for them all of a sudden to say, Do you know what, our number one running back, the guy that got us into the playoffs... The guy who, who we built the front, the offense on, it wasn't built on Jared Goff. It was built on Todd Gurley. We, we cut him. We're saving 10 million. It's unbelievable, Darren. Absolutely unbelievable. Just happened. Breaking news. Todd Gurley cut by the Rams. And, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, he's going to find it difficult to find a job. Yeah. Well, if, if, if he's hurt, you, you know, the running back position is brutal, isn't it? I mean, it's, I think it's, it's the, the hardest position in the league on your body. You can't, you can't, you can't fake it as a running back in the NFL. If you're not tip top and you're not perfect, you can't do it. And oh. I, I agree. I think he's going to have a real problem. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This takes me seamlessly onto something that I wanted to mention on this podcast. Did you see the 30 for 30 about Bo Jackson? Yes, I did. One unbelievable gut-wrenching program. Yep. So Bo Jackson, everyone knows who Bo Jackson was. Bo Jackson was a dual sport athlete in America, uh, fresh out of Auburn. He played baseball. He played American football. Uh, an absolute beast. Uh, he was a machine. For a guy who didn't go to the gym on a regular basis, he had quads like tree trunks. He could run. I think he ran a 4-4 on the track. He was great at baseball. He was always hitting home runs in college. And then he went to the Kansas City Royals. He was a guy that America was talking about because Nike came up with this ad campaign about Bo Knows. Because Bo played baseball and American football, Bo could basically do anything. And they based the whole cross-trainer promotion on Bo Jackson. Anyway. Oh, I got a minute. I oh. got a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> It's breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams have released Clay Matthews as well. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews in the last three minutes. Who's next? I have no idea. <laughs> this, is like, this is like when a new producer or director takes over Brookside or Coronation Street and they just cut people to get their ratings up. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mentioned as well? Just, just briefly, you know, I said that the, the Patriots have still got $13 million in dead cap money for Tom Brady. Yeah. But even by releasing Gurley today, the Rams still have an additional $12.6 million in dead cap money to account for, for Todd, Todd Gurley. So that means Todd Gurley still gets paid even though he's got cut? Yeah, it means that they've still, that they've still got to factor in $12.6 million into their cap for a player that they've got rid of. Wow. That is insane. That is insane. But anyway, yeah, Bo Jackson, great player. All of a sudden, he uh, dislocates his hip and he never plays football again. Ever. Done. Game over. And it's yeah. just... I think Todd Gurley's the same. I think he's done. I don't think he might play, but on a lesser wage. He might play, but it might be performance-related pay because if he shows anything negative on any scam, then they're just not going to give him the money. Let me ask you this. It's normally you asking all the questions, but I've got loads to put to you tonight based <laughs> on what we're seeing. So when you and I first started watching the NFL, the running back was the guy. Wasn't yeah. it? Walter Payton with the Bears, Eric Dickerson with the Rams, Tony Dorsett with the Cowboys, John Riggins with the Redskins. And that kind of went on. Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, all these great backs, all yeah. in the Hall of Fame. All, and, and you kind of built your team around your running back. The quarterback was great, but the running back was the guy. Everybody wanted to be the running back. Yeah. Yeah. Will we ever see a running back paid the kind of contract that Zeke Elliott got last year ever again? No, because I don't think so. I don't think so, because you're seeing these guys break down from one play, and it's over. You yeah. know, Gurley, Gurley just wasn't the same. You know, no. you, you think about the rapid decline that we've seen from players. You know, Le'Veon Bell last year missed the season with Pittsburgh, came back for the Jets last year, and was a pale shadow, wasn't he, the player that we saw in Pittsburgh. And oh. you kind of, and he got a lot of money last year too, Le'Veon Bell. I, I just think we're getting to the stage now where... Teams aren't going to pay running backs anymore because you just can't rely on the fact that they're going to stay healthy. No. It's a lot to take in, Darren. It's, it really, it's, it's, I mean, it's a I, very, impo very important night. I think, I think Clay Matthews, you know, he, he was at the, the end of his career, let's be honest. You know, it, it, because I don't think he would have left Green Bay if Green Bay believed that he had something to give. 
And his and his last season with the Rams wasn't exactly spectacular, was it? No, but what, what I'd say is, if you think about it now, they've lost Dante Fowler, the pass rusher on the other side to Atlanta. Yeah. They've lost Clay Matthews, who they've just cut. They've lost Todd Gurley. They're trying to trade Brandon Cooks. I mean, what's going to be left there when they when they finally when they finally finish uh, and get a roster together for next year? And this is going to be a massive test, I think, now of just how good a coach Sean McVay actually is, because he's, he kind of went in there with a a stacked deck, didn't he? In terms of players, a lot of superstars on the roster got them to a Super Bowl. Now he's got to kind of shop at a different store because they're so up against it with the cap. And he's lost a lot of star players for one reason or the other. It's a massive test for him now. Well, also, Darren, you know, they're moving into a new stadium. They are. In Los Angeles, watches a team that loses. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And I'll tell you something, Vern. If you think about the division they're in, the San Francisco 49ers. Flying. Super Bowl, right. Arizona have just acquired DeAndre Hopkins, for crying out loud, from Houston for... Two packages of crisps and a can of Coke, it would appear. Yeah. And, and they've got a quarterback on the rise in Kyler Murray. Yeah. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere for Seattle. Hell the Rams no. have, right. The Rams have gone from being the NFC representative in the Super Bowl two seasons ago to being the worst team in their own division now. Yeah, yeah. To potentially propping up the blooming division. Yeah. That's wow. Mad. That is mad. Wow. Mate, it's, it's crackers. It's crackers. Now, listen, I, I, I promise... We're kind of running out of time. I don't, I don't think there's a big necessity to go through too many of the other deals, really. No, no, no. People kind of know what they are now. Yeah. Um, but I've got, to, I've got to address a bit of kind of any other business, as Crossy would say on Fighting Talk. Go on, let's go. And I, I, was, I was in contact yesterday with a company called National Vintage League. Oh, yes! Right, right. All, all the, the great, they've got some great stuff on there. So they got a really nice kind of satin bears jacket. Then I thought if I give them a couple of mentions, they might give it me for free. But I don't think that's going to work. But I've tried. So, but they did say to me, can you kind of remind Vern that we sourced him a Mike Ditka tank top? Yes, I did. Which they've got. And you've never been to pay for it. Never been to collect it. I did so not. Said, I, I honestly, can you tell him? We've got his, we've got his tank top. And he needs to pay for it and come and fetch it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So I said, I'd tell you tonight. I said, I'd tell you tonight. <laughs> I said, I'd tell you tonight. They went, can you? They said, we know Vern really well. He has all kinds of stuff off us. But we've got this Mike Dicker tank top that we can't get shut of that he's, that he's asked for. And, right. and, and we don't we don't sell it in case he turns up. Well, do you know what, Darren? Seeing as you raised any other business, <laughs> yes, you're going to love this. Go on. You, you're gonna love this. So, uh, I've had a, I've done a, a Canora cleanout, right? So Corona, we, not Canora, Corona. Corona, Corona, whatever. You say Canora, I say Corona. You say tomato. You carry on. So, <laughs> I've had a Corona clear out. <laughs> right. Well, right. Hang on, is that that's a bit too graphic? Well, well, you'll love this. So, uh, we're, 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 there's nothing wrong with us, but you know, self isolating is a good thing. Uh, if you're working in the entertainment industry, you'll know, Darren, that the majority of people's diaries have literally just emptied. You know, yes. corporate work, a couple of other podcasts I, I had planned, that's all gone. A couple of TV show pilots and a couple of TV show appearances, this, that, and the other is gone. Bomb hey, listen, thing. hey, hey, you, you try commentating on a football match right now. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, you know, to pass time, I'll do those jobs that are always there, that always need doing, right? So, yeah. so I've jet washed the driveway. Okay. I've cleaned the back of the garage. And I'll tell you what, you know what surprises me, Darren? Is how much weed killer men accumulate. Like, you got lots. Gallons of weed killer, gallons of ant powder, tons of ant powder. It's unbelievable. So anyway, it's all gone. It's all gone the tip. And I'm sifting through the loft tonight, and I pull out this bag, and it's got... It's dusty. It's got a. We, we have a thing called Gliss Gliss in Buckinghamshire. And it's got Gliss Gliss poo on the bag. So obviously these rodents have been in a loft. What's Gliss? What, what's Gliss Gliss? Give it a Google. I'm not explaining. Give it a Google. It's the cutest vermin uh, in the world. Okay, it's all right. It's a dormouse and a squirrel and uh, <laughs> one of those monkeys with big eyes. It's a weird looking creature. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah. Anyway, I open this black duffel bag and inside are five 
retro five, five Lawrence yeah. Taylor jerseys. Three blue, two white. Wow. I don't know how I've got them. A Rondé Barber jersey. I think it's the one I wore at yeah. Wembley. That's your mascot outfit. Yeah, a Kurt Warner Super Bowl jersey, which I think I bought in Tampa when it was the Cardinals versus the Steelers <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Uh, Thurman Thomas jersey, signed by Thurman Thomas. Uh, a John Elway orange jersey, which I think our dear friend Dave Tossel gave to me many, 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 many years ago. Wow. And then a, a Montana State jersey. So... Cut a long story short, I get in touch with our friends at, uh, at Vintage and I say, what will you give me for these? They say, listen, because of the current climate, we're not buying anything. However, we'll take them, we'll give you the Mike Ditka jersey and it's funny that you brought that. And then ah! they say, the best bit, we'll give Darren 20% off his jacket and... If you use our promo code, The Fumble, on your podcast, we'll give your listeners 20% off. Oh, there you go. Pretty good, right? Well, I think I should get more than the listeners. Well, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, listen, I if you're... Chuck- the, 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 the... <laughs> 20%? Hey, we'll, we'll do a deal. We'll do a deal. Because they know, they know us. Like they, they, They're actually really, really good lads, and they're grafting their nuts off because... I know they are. They've accumulated so much. You know what? I, I followed them on Instagram yesterday. And they've got some brilliant stuff in there. And I, you know what? I was like a kid in a sweet shop the minute he gave me the ammo on the Ditka tank top. I thought, I can't wait now. I said, you, I said, you're definitely on the podcast now tomorrow because I very rarely get anything on the big fella. But I've actually, I've actually, got, I've actually got something on him. <laughs> Lo and behold, you're, you're 24 hours ahead. You, I'm, I'm there. Gone. You're there. Isn't that ironic that I'm, I'm, I'm doing my cleaning and sitting through the loft and I find this bag of jerseys yeah. uh, amongst loads of other stuff, which, which we'll talk about. Because you know what I've got in my loft, all the mad memorabilia bits and pieces. You've not, you've not found Richard Burton's trousers again, have you? <laughs> Another pair of Dickie's trousers. Do you know what? I'll tell you a funny story as well. I was sat in the Winnie Vago that we sit in before the BT Sport games a few right. weeks ago before the Champions League match. Yeah. And we were watching the Pink Panther. Brilliant. You know, Peter Sellers, not the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. And I, thought, I was watching it and I said to Macca, I said, I know where that cap is because he got the hat on. Yeah. I said, I know where that is. He said, what do you mean you know where it is? I said, it's in Vernon Kay's house. He went, what? So we're sat having dinner and all of a sudden there's stunned silence in the Winnebago and I'm telling them the Peter Sellers hat story while we're watching the Pink Panther on the telly in the Winnebago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> Got, it's taken pride of place. I'll get. I'll take a picture of it of me in it, and I will put it up on the fumble uh, the fumble Twitter page. Well, I think you need to go back to the fellas and say, look, twenty percent is a good starting point. Yeah, good we, start. but but, but we we spent a good five minutes on the podcast pushing the firm, and we'll be regular customers because there's a couple of things that I'm after that I I, I really want a, an original. Like you can get, you know, we talked about this in the past about Jim McMahon's number nine jersey. Yeah, right. Um, they do have it on nflshop.com. Not the European version, but the American version of NFL Shop. And uh, we were talking about licensing rights, weren't we? As, as Because McMahon's jersey was really rare, and then all of a sudden you could buy it. Yeah. But I want the vintage boys to get me, if they can, a, like an 85 original copy of a McMahon jersey. I'm sure they've got one. Do you know what? When I went to Soldier Field and I bought you that Mike Ditka teddy bear thing, Yeah, I was in the store... On the Saturday, the game was on the Sunday, and I got tickets to see the Bears and the Packers. And I was going to buy the jersey for that year and get it printed, Nine McMahon. But they only print jerseys on game day. It was mad. Wow. So, of course, I get there on game day, and they're queuing out the store. Um, so I couldn't get it done. So I, I, I had to draw a blank on that. So I oh, ended man. up with a Walter Payton that I, could, that I could get my hands on. But, of course, McMahon, McMahon in Chicago is kind of popular, cult popular, but he's not... His jersey's not available because he was. Yeah, weird. You know what I mean? I think he. I think he's bigger in the UK than he is in the US. I've said that before. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, listen. This is this has been great. We should do more of this because, you know, I miss you and I miss Crossy during the during the, the off season, and we have so much fun doing it. We should do it. We should, <laughs> we should certainly get back together after the draft if we don't yeah. get together before. The stories are coming out uh, 
so fast that we're going to have to warrant a, another podcast next to, next week. Well, I, I'm more than happy to do that. I'm just going to check right. to see if the Rams have cut anybody else before yeah. we finish. Really? Uh, no. They probably decided to move stadium and cut the new stadium. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all gone quiet on the Rams front to finish. That is mad. Yeah, I've got it up here. Released Gurley. The Rams are making a decision on Todd Gurley, cutting the star running back two years after his massive contract extension. Oh, oh. oh man. So that also means, also means you've got Todd Gurley, but not only that, you've got Melvin Gordon as well. Two yep. great running backs, potential great running backs. Absolutely. Mate, it's been brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it tonight. Yeah. All right. Nice one, Darren. All the best to the family. And you, mate. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah, be good. Uh, so, Fumble Arts, you know what to do. Uh, leave us a comment on our Twitter page, on our Instagram as well. And if you do have a comment section on wherever you get your podcast from, give us a, a rating and give us a review. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And, yeah, in these tough times, stay safe and look after each other. All the best. Cheers, Darren. And it's been a Shooting Shark production. I never get chance to do that, but I've done it tonight because you forgot. <laughs>